0: Hey, everybody, it's Amber Love, and you are listening to Vodka O'Clock from AmberUnmasked.com. And joining me today is my friend that's been on the show a couple of times before and my co-creator on other sorts of comic book things. We're we're a pretty good team together. Thomas Boatwright is back. Yay!
1: Hi! That sound you hear is everyone turning their podcast off. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's, it's that guy again. We don't need... To...
0: Not at all. No. Not at all. People love you. Oh, yay. So uh we're going to be talking about Patreon today, so uh, like the changes that we're both doing with our patreon uh, you know settings and everything so that way um hopefully it makes more sense to you if you've wanted to sponsor any of the artists and creators, creative type of people that are on Patreon and you weren't sure what it is or uh, you know what it's like now because the site is um improved and advanced from where it started. So, um, I consider Thomas my expert in that since he's more (laughs) experienced and we'll find out that that's not true.
1: I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just constantly scrambling to make money. It's like, we could do this or we we could do this thing, you know?
0: Exactly. So, um, you know, Hey, let's catch up. What, what was your year been like for, for 2015, uh, it's uh,
1: recovering. Uh, 2013 was like you know my big like, hey, I'm I'm doing a thing. I'm in comics and making a living at it. And then like my hand went out on me, and I think we've we've you know talked about that before. And how um it just I, I got kind of disgusted with the world of comics. Like that's not the way I wanted to go and hold that thing. So 2014 was the the rough year for me. It was like my dark year. <laughs> it literally just like i just staying in the dark and. 2015 has been a lot better i've been coming back out uh, finding out kind of who i am what i want to be as an artist um rediscovering just you know why i like doing what i do so that's it's been fun and i've had a lot of people uh, the patreon definitely has been a help in judging things of what i should be doing stuff like that um I've taken the, the model of like a tip jar to heart uh, since then. Like all my appearances now, I do free sketches. So if you see me at a convention, you can get a free sketch from me. Uh, but I put a tip jar out because I, I just like doing art for people. And I wish I could just give it away for free, all of it. Um, money is a scam. I don't understand it. Definitely <laughs> doesn't finances in general,
0: <laughs> but you can't. Yeah. yeah. But you need to be able to tell the power company and the heating right. company. <laughs> I can't be like,
1: you're just moving numbers around. There's no actual transactions happening here. You're, it's just, yeah. you're taking a decimal away from me and giving it to you. It's, it's a scam they, they turn your lights off. They don't care. Um, yeah. so anyway, what I do, appearances, is like, you know, I, I've described it as like, there's a lot of people who've always said, you should charge more for your arts. And I'm like, well, you should pay me more. But then we all laugh. But then, like, there's always little kids come up, and they're like, how much is a thing? And I'm like, well, it's, like, $5. And they get sad, and they walk away, or it looks like that. But when you do, like, free sketches, it's just, like, you just perform. for Everybody comes by. They're like, what do you want? And I can make you happy. And kids throw in change. Uh, Their parents will sometimes, you know, like, oh, thank you so much for talking to my kid for the last 10 minutes. Or some people just come by and say, hey, I like what you're doing. They throw money in the tip thing. So... It's 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 all evened out. It's like whatever you know. I would lose on a, like drawing a Batman for someone because it took too long. Um, I get to draw like something I would have never thought of for a kid, and it's you know it's, it's more satisfying in a way.
0: Okay. Well, one of the reasons that this ends up being kind of controversial is because people say you know you, like you said your art. Is you know it's worth something. Your time is right. worth something. The the years that you've cultivated your own talent is is worth something. Um, and it's it's interesting because this goes back to my pre comic book life. Um, I had a, a witchcraft teacher um from Salem who actually told us uh, because a lot of people would um, you know they they get pedantic about about anybody charging for the time of getting your tarot cards read or you know putting a a spell together for somebody it's like okay well when you go into a catholic church there are these candles that you can light for yourself and the priests you can talk to for free but you know but it's really not it's a catholic church it's like the biggest uh, you know art collection and wealth reserves, right, right, right. (laughs) you know, that there is. And, you know, sort of like the Koch brothers. I mean, let's face (laughs) it. The Vatican is pretty well funded. So, you know, so when it came to witchcraft and, and she said, look, you know, there's no reason that your time isn't valuable. You're taking 30 minutes to an hour to talk to somebody. And, you know, that's how is that any different than sitting at a bar where you're going to be spending money at a bar, right. you know, or sitting at your hairdressers, you're going to be, you know, spending money at a hairdresser. So, you know, thinking that any kind of talent, no matter what that talent is, is worth something. Um, I like a tip system too, but the problem is, is I've been a person who's tried to work for tips and it's really, really hard.
1: Right. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's definitely judging like working for tips or not, not working for free, but, giving away on your own terms, I think. And it's, you know,
0: that's totally. Yeah. And so that's what brings it to be different. Like, as opposed to like when I was the world's worst waitress, right. (laughs) Um, you know, making $2 an hour for somebody else and trying to make tips, you know, off of that was atrocious, but it was also their product, their building, Mm -hmm. their everything. So, um, but when we're talking about our creative outlets, it's about us and our team, and getting them paid. Oh yeah, definitely. And, yeah, and especially when it comes to things like self-publishing, um, you know, if you're an author publisher or uh, you know an artist and you're putting out your own your own books.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I won't work for free or just work for tips or that back end deal because back end deals are a lot. Of, there is no such thing as like money on the back end. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, we have some great success stories um, in comics, like. You know things like Walking Dead and I Zombie, right. But
1: you well, know, when I it's
0: rare, that's it's so, so rare. <laughs> I,
1: I was with a publisher and I was like, "Look, I'm I'm killing myself for nothing." And I was like, "You you think Mignola and like Eric Powell they get paid? No, they don't have page rates it's all on the back end. It's like that's because they're Eric Powell and Mike Mignola. They they're past this. You know they they've yeah. already got paid from whoever back in the day and. They're 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 a different level than like me just drawing some book for you that I don't know if anyone will ever read.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean the fact that you know like people put them as you know like featured guests at comic cons oh. or that they have special signing time Yeah, they're, they're
1: they're famous enough they can like Scotty Young, uh, that dude he wakes up in the morning just draws wherever he wants and sells up like two hundred books.
0: Yeah. it's just like, and he he worked his way. He up, worked. Man. He worked his way. You
1: know, he got in front of the people. He did. He gave the people what they wanted. You know, or not. You know, not pander to them, but you know, he he found a fan base, and so he. So you you can't compare me or like another artist. I'm like you should just do like him, just draw something. It's like, but I, I, nobody knows me. That's that's the thing. It's.
0: And I'm curious though, because Scotty Young is somebody who his his thing really took off because of his particular style and getting put on those Wizard of Oz books, right. and from there it really really exploded. I mean, people in comics knew who he was, but I mean, the explosion from those Wizard of Oz books.
1: There, there. It's almost like you just got to get like boiled to the top. Like we're all at the yeah. bottom in the bottom of the soup, and just like you just got to pop up, and someone's like, "Hey, what's that?" You know, <laughs> and I'm like.
0: Right. Well, it's the thing. So my friend Ken Hazer, like, God bless the amount of patience that that man must have mm-hmm. because he got on the Grumpy Cat book.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Well, he's been doing basically years and years and years worth of free work. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has his own creator, own project with Buzz and Blair. They do the living corpse and that's their baby. I okay, mean, that's yeah, the, yeah. You know, like their booth is, you know, it's amazing. They have a big li- living corpse like, you know statue where they actually put somebody in the outfit um they have all different merch for the living corpse now and stuff but that's like that is their thing right but unless you kind of were into the indie horror scene especially the jersey horror scene Mm -hmm. you would not know who the hell they were exactly yeah so you know but then so after years and years of free work doing things like the the sketch covers and stuff and just doing like one after another. First of all, his speed is incredible. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, just doing years and years and years of free stuff and he gets put on, you know, he finally gets his way and gets the enough, enough respect from the publisher to get put on grumpy cat. And now it's like grumpy cat selling like a hundred thousand copies and for pre-orders alone. Right. You oh, wow. know, it's, it's you know and there's a lot of people on the on the book and on the project mm. so it's cool but it's like hey i know that guy and i know he's slaved away to get there yeah um you know hey i don't know you just
1: gotta get <laughs> you get the right person to say who you are um i follow a lot of like the like internet critic guys like nostalgia critic and uh, cinema Stab, those guys and i saw on a panel. And somebody asked him, like, what does it take to be an internet reviewer now? And they were like, I don't know how you would do it because we did it long before people had cameras. that like, the level of quality that you have to start with is so far beyond, like, what they started with. And they they mentioned uh, Red Letter Media. And they kind of went over when Simon Pegg uh, tweeted out or just shared, like, hey, look at their Phantom Menace review. And from that, they've been able to build. You know, they've been putting the work in anyway. But you know, from that notoriety, they they followed through with it. And it's like, here's what we're about as well. We would have been doing anyway, but now we have the uh, the following to make a living at it. Was, speaking of their Patreon, uh, they make theirs is up to like ten grand a little bit a month or something like that.
0: That's unbelievable. And all
1: they do is they 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 have like a warehouse in uh, Wisconsin, and they do like a little. Um, it, it's more like a, okay, a sitcom, but in between they do like current movie reviews and, um, they do shows like half in the, or well, half in the bag is the, the internet review. Um, the best of the worst is when they pick three terrible movies and they watch them and then discuss them later. You know, it's, it, but they all have like their little characters. They're very funny people. Like you're, you're watching them because of them and it's entertaining. Um, but yeah, it's almost like he was doing these Star Trek reviews the exact same way for a couple of years. And then he did the Star Wars one, and Simon Pegg was like, "Hey, this is perfect." And from there on out, I think everybody knew who they were. Yep. But then I think everybody knows who they are. But again, outside the circle, I could say Red Letter Media, and they're like, what are you talking about? I was like, "Yeah,
0: if, I have no idea who they are."
1: It's the the Mister Plinkett reviews and things like that. But to me, they're like my favorite. That's my channel. Like, if I had a Seinfeld now, it would be the Red Letter Media guys. Okay. And that's kind of like the future, like we live in, of like like i said before other you know i got it from somewhere else just like you don't you don't you're not famous for 15 minutes now you're famous to 15 people you you're (laughs) you're the biggest thing in somebody's life because there are people who like think i'm somebody they're like hey it's thomas bootwright i love your work and everything and they support me and like why (laughs) but i'm like yeah
0: that's me i'm one of those people i know (laughs) i don't understand i don't do anything (laughs) (laughs) And it, but it's it's a really it's a cool feeling though especially like a, a, on Twitter when I start seeing other people interacting with you oh, yeah. and I'm like I'm like oh my gosh you know her too okay or if, it's like, or if I introduced you sort of like virtually introduced you to Claire Connelly oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like you guys should know each other <laughs> and, and then it's like hey where'd he go he's all with her now and making stuff <laughs> oh
1: don't worry I, I I treat her just the same way as I treat you like hey we should do this thing and never do it <laughs>
0: Uh, uh it's time. It's time. Wait, wait, it's wait, better. It, stuff gets done. Oh, Claire, good. Claire is
1: hard to work with. Not hard to work with, but like she's just a machine. Like if you
0: don't,
1: if you don't keep up with her, you know she's she's gone. It's just like I'm not stopping.
0: Yeah, that's she's she is um extraordinarily yeah. fast from what I hear from other writers who have worked with her. And not even just
1: fast, like just the quality. Just, she just won't stop. And I was like, oh.
0: Oh, totally. <laughs> um, she she works with um, Eric Grissom, yeah. who's been on the show a bunch of times, Erica Schultz. And she works with her sister, Paige, uh, quite a bit, I believe. But even when she does something like a book cover, so it's so like not really comic related, mm-hmm. you can... She's one of those artists where when you look at it, you know you're looking at Claire's art exactly yeah and it's unmistakable it's unbelievable and so cool and you know like the Scotty Young thing
1: yeah it's it's those people and I I think I have that sort of I still fight like I have to please everybody you know but you can tell like those people who have it like that that they they're good and also they love what they're doing like you can just tell it's like no they they understand they did that because they wanted to do that they're not trying to draw a certain way to please somebody you know it's just that's just the way they do it so
0: and that actually brings up um something I wanted to talk to you about anyway, because I love your style and I know that your style is right for certain projects. Gosh. And I did talk to um a creator and was it him no, I didn't talk to him directly, but I was talking to a convention organizer and we were talking about somebody and I said, Oh yeah, he's really blown up since he started doing those, you know, those cutesy things. Mm-hmm. And Because I, I don't want to give too much away because I don't want to talk bad about it anymore anyway, right, because right. it's not really bad. It's just like I don't want to, you know, like break a confidence. Right, right. And I said, oh, yeah, he's really gotten, gotten famous off of doing that cutesy stuff. And so this other guy was like, and, you know, he hates doing that. Oh, well. Like he just di- – he did it as a kind of a lark for something and people – spotted it and circulated it and it was like do me one do me one do me one do this character do this one this one this one and it suddenly became this thing he couldn't rein in and he's like making money from it so it's kind of like oh, okay i can do this and still do like my actual project that i love right yeah you know that's
1: the yeah that's it's so hard to turn that down I, you know oh i'm so i feel so bad for the whoever that is <laughs> Because yeah. I, I understand how, like, there's, there's a temptation, though. was like, I could just draw, like, Lovecraft stuff forever, and people would love me, you know?
0: That's, yeah. I, but I don't know
1: anything about love. I mean, I, there's the surface stuff, you know? But if I really got in, I, I could just pick something. It's like, I could just do that, and hopefully that would, you know, whatever went off. You never know what's going to be your thing, I guess.
0: I guess. And... To an extent, that happens in cosplay, too, where I'll do, you know, I, I've said it before. People are, you know, they, they break out the the stupid, you know, credibility checks on you once in a while for stuff. Like, they'll, they'll be upset if an actor gets cast and he doesn't know, you know, the 50-year history of the stupid character. Right, yeah. It's like, get over it. But, I mean, I've, I've made outfits specifically to wear for an event or for someone else or to be part of a group. Um, because someone else asked me to do it, it's, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's like, I'll research what I can and stuff like that. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to know the 50 year history of somebody.
1: exactly. that's when I started doing commissions. Now I'm trying to embrace drawing more like me and somebody, they wanted a, uh, a supernatural commission. And I'm like, I, I know of the show. I have a Tumblr. I believe me. I know what the fandom is. It pops up all the time. Right. Um, but I don't know them. It's like, do you need like any what kind of references and stuff I was like, generally, the way I work is, you know, give me an idea of the characters you want in it, anything specific. But then I'll do like some light research of who that way I'm, I have the right people next to each other and like the right people, you know, hugging or fighting or whatever like that. Um,
0: yeah, and, and that I imagine that happens a lot. Um, like, uh, we have a, a Rat Queens commission hanging out now that you know was one in the fundraiser Mm -hmm. that we did and i had asked phil sloan um like this year with some of the artists we gave them ideas for what to do so that we weren't getting like just a hundred different batman pieces or uh, you know spider-man where you know we used to be very specific and only have wonder woman but since we opened it up then it was like oh we were getting those stagnant characters again Mm. like like, Spider Man, it's like, okay, we know that Spider Man sells, but you know, we want something else. So, for Phil, I was like, okay, well, how about Rat Queen? Mm-hmm. He didn't know who they were, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, so he looked it up. He was just like, hey, this is fun, and he went and he looked it up. Um, but I imagine that happens a lot,
1: yeah. It's and like, and then people will try to ask me, it's like, hey, do you what about this thing? This thing, I was like, I don't know, I just did a commission, I don't know anything about it, I just tried to learn a little bit and please the person, you know, when I was drawing. I when I doing free sketches i was like can you draw whatever like some internet meme and i'm like i don't know what that is but i live in an age where i have a, a little smartphone or i have like you right. know a mother box yeah. in my pocket it's like i could just look it up if you tell me you know what specific is there a specific version you want you know that kind of thing so
0: well it used to be that you had to send them back out to one of the white boxes
1: yeah just like can you, can you be
0: like go find one go find reference. You know,
1: yeah. the only time this happened is like most people are okay with it just I draw so, like, murky <laughs> and, like, you know, watercolory, But there was one kid who was all up into, uh, what was it, Five Nights at Freddy's. And I drew, like, the wrong version. He was like, can you draw whoever? And I found a few pictures. Like, hey, I drew it, and then he came back around and was like, that's fun. Dad was like, ah, oh, that looks so great. But he was like, this is the version from game two. Oh, and it, like, game one or, or like, whatever new version. <laughs> I was like, I was like, uh, it's free, kid. That's another thing. Free sketches, like, you, you feel a lot better putting out whatever. I was like, ah, eh,
0: whatever. <laughs> Yeah. it's free and, yeah. it, and it takes like 15 years to actually break in anyway exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, but it's uh it, it also reminds me of something that was recently posted by um, my friend jamal igel who's with action lab comics um i didn't i didn't read his whole post because i kind of like know what it was what he was going to say mm-hmm. for it it he's no longer interested in um, selling artwork from the things that he used to work on with DC. Right. Uh, you know, so he was on Supergirl for a long time and and other characters. He's he's you know, but and it's not that he won't take a commission of that. Right. He's you know he he's very much open to just still doing commissions of it. But as far as what is on his table, he wants to very specifically only have um things that he has ownership of or things that he's doing like for action lab where you know that's going to be other action lab creators right. I, I, um, i'm trying to but, do that
1: now too like uh, my commissions if you've ever followed them like i try to do themes with them now you know to draw the things like i want to it's like uh it'll be a monster theme so monster i'm very open to that to so like you know a man thing he's a monster we'll do him or like you know kirby drew a bunch of monsters because there's you know comic people still follow me um but yeah, uh the only recently did I do a uh, – I ran a print off of a Batman commission just because it was a holiday print and I yeah. need a little extra cash. So I was like, ah, what do I got? So I was like, well, I don't have time to draw a new one. And I was like, I know this will sell, so I'll put a print out real fast. But I still cut kind of, every time I put one in the mail, I'm like, I feel a little dirty. I was like, I don't like doing this.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you know, and it's something that's it's actually interesting because you know, people try to get this whole, like, you know, actually make a living off of cosplay. Yeah. And it's like, well, you really, it's really, you really can't. Yeah, right. Okay? Yeah. And you understand what cop, copyright issues are. And because I've had um, several times at the comic shop, parents would ask me if they could hire me for parties. Oh, I'm right. like, no, first of all, I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> um, but everything
1: you said now is wrong. <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, first of all, I'm not interested, but second of all, that would actually like violate copyright. I don't own this character. And they were like, they would like give me this puzzled look where because they would talk to every single other person dressed up there and people would be all excited and go, 50 bucks, yeah, I'm in. And I'm like, like, yeah, not really. You know, that's why the 501st doesn't charge for their appearances. Right. You know, uh, speaking of,
1: can can they can't. can they even go out anymore because they're like Disney or something? I was hearing like they're super strict on them like because now it's... they're official Disney characters and Disney has a strict in-character policy or something like that? Or...
0: Yes, and I kind of had a feeling that would happen because I know that Disney has sent cease and desist letters to cosplayers and costume makers before, right. like people who actually do you know, like will sell commissions of you know, whatever yeah. on eBay um, but when it comes to the Star Wars franchise, Lucas Films had always been really great with them. Right. And you know there there were always restrictions when it came to like a big formal event. If they were going to do something with a lot of TV coverage, mm. they'd want uh, they'd want say like all the stormtroopers to kind of be within a height range. Yeah. yeah. Or you know, Jawas needed to be a certain height range because there's actually like somebody who dresses up as a Jawa and he's like really tall. <laughs> um, like if I showed up
1: as a Jawa, I was like, I'm a am yeah. a Jawa so, too.
0: Yeah, so when it came to official events that they were, you know, that was somehow tied to a promotion, there would be more restrictions. And now with Disney, they um, they can't have weapons. Oh, oh, wow. For at least a period of time. And I don't know if it's only until, like, you know, the time runs out of uh, promoting the movie. Because, huh. I mean, the movie's going to come out yeah. in a second. But, um you know, and that's actually a policy that we had too, not with the, our Star Wars guys, but the GI Joe's finest. Yeah. Because their weapons were really different looking. They didn't. Right. They, they looked, don't like. They look like real weapons. They don't look like sci-fi mm-hmm. weapons. You know, I mean, like, you know, like I can tell the difference between a lightsaber and you know. Yeah, a yeah. E-
1: even like the the classic Star Wars weapons were based on actual like World War II guns. They they put enough little doodads and cylinders and stuff all over them to. You, you could tell it wasn't, like, a real gun, so to speak.
0: Yeah. And, unfortunately, so it's with, um, you know, with some of the franchises and some of the characters, they are made to look more realistic and more tactical and, mm. you know, with a fantasy f- flair to them. Right. Yeah, you know, it's like with all the, the bandoliers filled with bullets mm. and stuff like that. And so... um you know, so we actually had some guys back out because they're like, well, we would just look like guys in in you know BDUs then. Like we wouldn't look we wouldn't right, look right. like anything. I'm like okay, I mean it's you know because if you have something like there's a dude who would walk around Comic Con as Mr T and he had like this giant ass like six foot long bazooka, <laughs> oh and it's like okay, so you're kind of just going to assume that that's ridiculous and fake yeah. or at least whatever. No yeah, yeah. Um, and uh. You know, so unless it was something like that, we you know we would kind of just be like, "If you guys want to do photo ops because that was always a big thing at at the comic shop was we would try to get photographers too, leave them in your car, take them out for your photos, mm. but don't stand in front of the shop with weapons Gotcha. that's kind of it was just kind of our thing, so um. We've never, you know, we've never encountered a problem. We also asked for no-slave Leia's every year. Oh, thank
1: you. Because... I, I am so sick of seeing that. This is, you know, a little... I, <laughs> I know yeah. Another rabbit trail, just like, you know what? It's not, that's not cool anymore. It's
0: <laughs> not there. It's, I, you know, I support not putting it on the merchandise because it was literally the only fucking version of Leia you could ever get, I, if you could get her at all. you
1: could get her at all. Like, I went to, I've tweeted this, it was like, I was at a Disney store like, maybe a month, maybe last month, and they had all this, like, new Star Wars stuff coming out, and like, the little tiny little bvc things or super detailed. now it's like oh look at this classic series and there's like all my favorite chewies and there's like one leia and it's the slave leia version and i was like i don't want that one she's no i want, i want like the, the i don't any of them just give me the other version
0: anything else that's just it it's like she wore so many different things like she like han wore the same fucking thing all the time
1: and i've got five versions of him <laughs>
0: yeah
1: she changed she had a wardrobe change like every other scene in a movie
0: exactly and that's what was ludicrous it's like so you swap her out of of a toy pack to put in like random tie pilot or or random generic stormtrooper and you have zero leia presence at all so that's you know so it was one of those things where um it's like yes we understand that leia is like you know the most badass female character um it's you know it's not that we weren't saying that we just had a had to take our own stance with with the imagery of it yeah because
1: that's not you may wear that outfit to be empowered but she was put in that outfit she
0: was put in that and that's just it. like she was put in this outfit it is a slave's outfit we do not want to if she wasn't like think of her this way
1: escaping i think she probably would have grabbed a curtain or something (laughs) it's like i'm gonna be in here for a minute let me just cover this up because i do not like this
0: yeah. So, I mean, I know Carrie Fisher has talked about it and she thinks it's really empowering. She's like, oh, look what she did in that outfit. And it's because she was in that stupid outfit. Right. And, you know, and I think she's kind of like balanced the line with it. And that's that's all we've tried to do. You know, yeah. I think
1: she's, she's like she was saying, like, there's nothing wrong with wearing it. But in this particular instance, she was captured and against her will made to wear that. It was like. I'd be pushing it was like, can I get the version of me when I had a gun and I was running down the hallway trying to save, you know, our friends and stuff like that?
0: Here's the thing. Here's the thing about, about you know, a real life person and this outfit. It, not only was it Princess Leia being forced into the outfit, it was Carrie Fisher forced into that but outfit. Yeah, right. And she was told by George Lucas that she was fat at age 19 or 20 and needed to lose weight. That's
1: right. Yeah, yeah. They want to hire what, Jodie Foster <laughs>
0: And it's like, you have got to be kidding. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, so there you can see it, you know, from one film to the next, the the change in her. Um, you know, Jennifer Lawrence has probably gone through the same fucking shit, yeah. you know. And, uh, you know, so it's like there's more to the slave layout than just like, oh, but she killed Jabba. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's, there's more there. So especially when we were doing events with... You know, where there's going to be kids around. You don't know if the wind is going to fly up your skirt. Right. You know, I mean, it's just a loincloth. It's not like it's a
1: big right. skirt. Or if, if, oh. or if she owned it, if like the rest of the turn of the Jedi is like, you know what? I like this outfit. I'm going to rock this for the rest of the movie. <laughs> Let's go beat up the Empire in this, you know.
0: Yeah, it's – so it's just, you know, plus, uh, you know, our – Events we had a lot of them during really cold weather. sometimes oh, it was beautiful yeah. weather, but sometimes it was really cold and even me you know in my Wonder Woman outfit, there were times when I was freezing my butt mm-hmm. off so um so as far as the the copyright goes it's oh, yeah. i don't I do know prop makers who uh, ha, you know they make the armor they make the Slave Leia outfit or they, they you know they vacuum the stormtrooper armor and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And they're still doing that. Right. Like, I don't think anybody has been shut down from that, but so the only restriction that I've heard so far is about the weapons. Yeah. Huh. Um, Which... So sorry. That was a long tirade about Star Wars.
1: Yeah. I could go on forever. There's a guy who wants to do like a Star Wars podcast or something. I was like, don't get me started, please. I have so many, I I was explaining to somebody, I couldn't give a straight answer. I walked in. and It was like, "Hey, do you like Star Wars?" And I was like, hemming and hawing. Holland." I was like, "I I I don't I don't know." That's the the thing here. And then somebody else, another artist, came in. It's like, "Hey, this guy likes Star Wars, right?" And It's like, "I love Star Wars." I'm like, I can't give a straight answer like that anymore. And it's it's almost yeah. like I've had a breakup. And so I'm, <laughs> so and but like it's coming. And like I'm going to be drawing live at a, a theater here next week or whenever the movie you know premieres. And um, so I, I dug out my old Han Solo, officially licensed Lucasfilm vest. Uh, still had that. It's like So I'm trying to embrace it. And it's almost like trying to work with your ex or something. It's like we had a really bad breakup. But we're, we're, kinda, <laughs> but
0: we're still friends. They,
1: they seem to be better now. I don't know what they were going through at the time. I don't know what drugs they were on, but I think they cleaned up their act. <laughs> they're, they're, they, they've dropped whoever that guy they were with uh, at that, that one time. Um, So... It's, I'm trying to learn to love it again. I don't think I'll ever be into it. It's just as hardcore because I keep finding things like, this is super violent and why are we all fighting each other? And it was like, it's more, I've it, found more in Star Wars of like, you know, if you get rid of all the religions in this movie, things would have ran better because it seems like the Senate had things going and then the Emperor came in with you know, the, right. the Force stuff. And I was like, so is Star Wars saying that religion is the cause of our problems? But I can't say that to when I'm drawing like, you know, Ewoks for nobody. Well, Ewoks kids don't want Ewoks. They're like who do they want? They want Darth Vader's marketing. Darth Vader. Yeah. He murders people left and right just constantly. Yeah,
0: yep. <laughs> like and his kids love Darth Vader. It was like but he's but same with the Joker. Doesn't matter. Same with the, oh, Joker. I, I don't, the Joker and Harley Quinn are on everything, yeah. and it's like it's like, I don't know what versions you guys were reading, Yeah, Joker's a mass murderer.
1: Maybe you could get past, uh, maybe like the 80s and stuff like that, or you know, like when he was a fun clown, when he was like helping, you know, the penguin fight. Was
0: the thing, like, the, that's why I compare everything to the animated series with Batman, yeah, right, right. because the best because it's like you know nobody really died i don't think, no, I don't think there was actually.
1: something implied i mean they had like the joker smile things as far as you know they were in a coma and, like their face was just frozen
0: yeah exactly. there, there wasn't exactly. like
1: uh, he th- there was no episode where the joker cut his own face off
0: and mm-hmm. then had
1: it sewn back on somehow i'm not sure how that works yeah that's, gross. that's not how
0: or other other people wearing
1: other people it. wearing the Joker face, you know, for kids. And now when you go to Barnes and Noble, you can get like that story collected with your own rubber Joker face to wear around. That's fun. Ugh, yeah, <laughs> but,
0: but yeah, I mean, but this, it's funny, you know, thinking about this and copyright because, um, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I was uh, I was just modeling a few days ago, and after the morning class of figure drawing, they were actually going to have a workshop on copyright and i couldn't be there i mm. had to actually leave but i would have loved to have sat through it but a friend of mine joe sergi has written a book about uh comic law for creators okay. that's out now so people can go check that out but it's really funny because and i rock and ironic i guess that uh you know talking about star wars that now i have my new shirt to wear for whenever i get to the movie uh-huh. and it's a red bubble shirt it is not officially licensed. <laughs> yeah. You know, kind of like, it's not really violating copyright because all it says is I love you, but it's the Star Wars font. Yeah,
1: it's just enough. I remember, you know, I had a friend.
0: It's like they don't really make this. So because they don't really make it, I had to go to somebody else.
1: Yeah, it's a gray area. It's like it's not a bootleg because nobody else makes this. But at the same time, I know what they're doing. You know, it's.
0: Yeah, it's not like somebody took Greg Hittleburn's art and put it on t-shirt that they sold it's for themselves it's almost parody
1: but not quite i don't know i had a, a friend of mine uh there well there's a couple they work as a uh they're acrobats at a at ren fairs and they're they're on the road like you know 11 months out of the year so they've never got to go to any kind of comic convention though they love gaming and that kind of culture um but recently they got to go to the nc comic-con for like one evening and before actually like, they hung out with us And she was like, "Um, so how do you get, like, how does the copyright work? How do you, like, how do you draw, how do you legally draw a picture of Batman and sell it? I was like, again, this is going to everything we've talked about. I was like, yeah, there's gray areas. If you're small enough, they don't sue you and things like that. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I saw her after she got back from the convention. It was like, apparently copyright doesn't exist because she was coming from an outsider and just looking at it strictly as a business. I was like... Everybody is selling everything. There's, like, T-shirts and stuff. I don't think anybody owns it. was like, yeah, it's, it's, it's one big gray mass at a comic convention. Yeah, it's, everyone's selling commissions and original arts and stuff like that of things they don't own. And any any lawyer, if they really just wanted to make a, they could probably shut them down. So, and, anyway, it, it was fun to have an outsider just come in straight to a convention and look at everything happening and be like oh this is it's lawless it's a wild west out here isn't it
0: (laughs) (laughs) comics are the wild west little little bit dystopian every man for themselves um so let's you know get back to the the tip jar philosophy here because um one of the things you do obviously like patreon is the online tip jar Mm -hmm. that we both use um but you all you know the festivals and things that you do you're not doing like new york comic-con and c2e too like you're doing like not yet cool, I, I ba- cool like-
1: well basically i just hang out at a, the longdale shopping center that's where, where acme comics and they have a side store acme comics presents um uh there's a geeks bro which is a coffee house cinema that's you know it's full of they have a tardis in there and they they show all sorts of sarah donner plays there a couple of times a year um
0: of course, it's darling, yeah. and we love her. And she, comic
1: has, and she has a Patreon, too, if you didn't know.
0: She just launched, she just Patreon, launched it, so. and it's
1: great. It's about saving kittens and stuff. So, look up.
0: Her kitten videos are fantastic. Oh, I, love
1: I, I didn't mean to, so, but I made her cry, because when one of her Aww. kittens had passed away, like,
0: I saw that. Yeah,
1: it was one of the ones that we were all like cheering for, and then it passed. and like I, For my own therapy, I drew my characters, and they found a little kitten and um he got in that show like i had an art show at geeksboro and she was coming it was like hey there's uh, the picture there and i told her the story and she's kind of cried a little bit and then like the next morning before she left the owner's like hey you can go i told her she could have it but uh whenever it came down but he went ahead and took it down for her and gave it to her and was like she was crying so I was like oh so it's, a, yeah. it's it's fun i was like from across the internet I, barely, I mean i've talked to her maybe 20 minutes combined in the last two years that i know her um but just the, like how like two people can connect now over, you know, arts and creativity and just the internet and things like that. That was that was fun. Well, you
0: had you had another kitty saving kitty attempting to oh. save moment recently too and I know that you uh, you know just like Sarah uses her her art and yeah. music to help with kittens and, and kitten rescue and stuff. So do you and you know once in a while there's a vet bill to be paid. Right. You know that's that's what you go to. You do what you got to do, yeah. and you know. So just unless you're going to cry,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: can can you share the story of the the yeah, little that guy was... that you just helped? Um,
1: yeah, a couple tried to help. A couple of weeks ago, uh, we were out walking my wife and I, and uh, we saw a, a little gray cat. And you know, there's kind of a uh, like a wooded area behind our apartment between another apartment. There's like some feral cats there, and my wife thinks she's no White and likes to go up to every animal and uh, try to pet them. I was like, "Leave the cat alone. It's fine. It's just one of those ferals." Like, no, I think it has a collar. Uh, before she got close, it like jumped off. Uh, so the next morning, I had gone down to the gym, and I didn't see a cat there. But when I was coming back, next to my apartment stairs in the grass, and it was like, I think it was like close to forty, or maybe less than that. That morning, there was that a little gray cat laying there, and I'm like, "Is that the same one?" And but it it looked like it was dead, the way she was laying. But I got a little closer, and she kind of moves, and uh, like I said, kind of talked to it a little bit, and it started meowing and like crying in pain, and not just like a meow, just like a, it, it really. Hurt. I'm not going to try to do the sound; it's terrible. Um, but yeah, it really hurts. So we gathered it up. Uh, I got like a large towel. I thought I could. You know, it might try to attack me, but she was so out of it. I could. She was limp. I picked her up. Got to the vet, uh, and like she didn't have a registrable ter- temperature at all. Like he tried two thermometers just to make sure the first one wasn't broke. But like I, he said, I can't get anything on her. It turned out she had a flea collar that it looks like she tried to get out of, but you know, like her arm kind of came through it, and it was embedded in her armpit. Uh, and not only was that going septic, but since it was a flea collar, the chemicals are going straight in her blood, which was giving her the convulsions and things like that. Um. So anyway, we tried to find, it had a chip, but the chip wasn't registered to anyone. It was still at the shelter. So I don't know, I guess no one ever registered it or it got out somehow. And, um, uh, so we tried to find the owner. We did like the blood work on it. It was 50, 50, if she could make it. And it would have been a grand just to, that for one day, just to, just to get her back to, you know, close to 50, 50. Um, so we had to make the call of just like, well, she'll, you know, we'll let her pass. Uh, So they brought her back in, they had her set up, and it's like she was not crying anymore, she was very peaceful, she was still really cold, uh, but we still had her lapped up in the towel, and, you know, we were there when she passed, and held her and everything, so I just couldn't walk past and just let something die, or just immediately bring it in, to like, here, kill this, you know, so... I'm not. I'm not a hero. I'm not. You know, it's, like, it's a story we did. You tried.
0: Oh, we yeah. Tried. You tr- I mean, you tried, and like you said, there is already a huge expense, even with with how much that you did. Yeah. You know, have done. I and think. I think the you- bill
1: at the end of the day was like five hundred dollars or something like that, or close to it. And I was like, but I didn't even think twice about it because I was there for something that would have died poisoned in pain in the cold and it was like that's not how i want to go the, like the best thing you can hope for no matter how much money or how much famous you are the best thing you can do in life is hope that i die peacefully you know
0: yeah like that in that way with people around you yeah. know showing you some love yeah. um and then you made a painting of her and, yeah i did a little painting that was again
1: sweet. my little therapy or just you know uh, but yeah <laughs>
0: That's how that's how you get through. And you've got critters at home. So. Yeah,
1: we we have the two in which we hugged way too much that when we came back, and then he bit me. So I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. But we love them, and it, you know, it's really super cool when it something you know something artistic came out of something so sad.
1: Yeah, that's you know, i'm I'm. That's that's all you can do is just, that's what art and stuff is like you have to deal with things and you try to express yourself a certain way and um so I didn't post that painting for sale like I had never uh posted the uh, the one I gave to Sarah for sale like i I didn't put it anywhere it it just happened to be in the stack of paintings I was showing the guy for the show and it was like I want to put this one up. I was like, okay, but I put not for sale on it. And so I was like, oh, Sarah's coming. I can actually just hand it or give it to her. So that was, you know, a nice little about therapy for me, too. To like, here's a thing you made me, uh, this is how I felt better. And, you know, so.
0: Oh, that's good. That's good. And I'm sure she loved I, it. Yeah,
1: she did. And like, she started crying and like hugged me. And I was like, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you cry. <laughs> <I> was
0: like, <laughs> Yeah. I saw a tweet <laughs> yeah. that was like, Thomas is making me cry. And I'm like, uh oh, what did he do? <laughs> what have I done?
1: What, what don't I do?
0: So, um,. Yeah, so you do these cool live demonstrations though too. And how did you how did you get that gig? And what exactly? Um, I've done like you, you know, live, I've done
1: like live painting and stuff like that because, Acme and like some of, Acme comics and like some of the like a couple of coffee shops and things like that have been like, they're trying to support Greensboro is really cool for art in general. Um, and so I don't really do comics anymore. Like I haven't done my own book in like forever. And so I basically I just draw now, and I am comfortable like setting up drawing live. And so it was like, hey, come do some live arts, you know, like that. So I just really enjoy doing that. Um, like I did like uh, like if there's gonna be an event one day, I'll, I'll the first thing I'll ask is like, hey, do you want me to come draw for free? And then you can uh, raffle the picture or burn it. I don't care. I'll just you know I'll put out a tip jar while I'm there and talk to people as they come by and tell them who I am. I hand out flowers and was like, hey, for a dollar a month, go to my Patreon. You you don't have to buy anything from me. Just give me a dollar.
0: And what changes are you making or working on for the new year for your Patreon? Because I'm changing mine drastically. I've tested it out this year to see, um, you know, how I could even – what it would even do for the show. Right. And so I'm definitely making a big change. I'm going from doing uh, the tip – Based off of per episode, I'm doing it per month. And basically, you can do the exact same amount of money. And I I just think that maybe it was a little bit more confusing with the per episode. Say you only want to spend a dollar a month. Then you would um, put in your pledge for a dollar and then max it out at a dollar. So it would only go through once. And it wouldn't go through the other three times Mm -hmm. that that month. Um, Because it's only charged once. So they just add it all up at the end of the month in short, in short. right right so I think that even though there, you could do max budgets like I think maybe it just wasn't working as well and I think um,
1: and you uh, know sounds terrible it's like you like you post all the time like you you I do you, you yeah. constantly have a lot of stuff going on you're always you're're you're reporting and talking to people all the time um I think the per uh, creation works better like if you're making short films like you know you put out something, every couple of months or like you're working on, um, I don't know, like you're making a long form movie or something and you're going to post a scene as you go. Or like, uh, Sarah Donner's I think is, uh, per creation, but she's going to do it like per video or I think it's what she's putting out.
0: Sure. Some people do like per song, per
1: song and things like that. So it might, it might take time to arrange a song or like, I know she, one of her goal, uh, reward thing, not rewards. Uh, one of the goals is to, uh, to do a broadway cover album but she needs to buy the rights to those songs or to rearrange them or to make the cd to do that so that's what that's where her money is going towards so when you whatever song she puts out she gets all that money she can use that money to uh pay for the next creation and so on and so forth but i think for like me and you who are constantly like posting stuff that we're doing just trying to stay in the eye of like you know, whoever you talk to, um, whatever thing has set you off on Twitter, <laughs> just, uh, like whatever I felt like drawing that day, just, you know, that kind of thing. It just I think it works better just monthly. Just here's one payment to cover all my nonsense.
0: Yeah. So I think um, even though to me, I thought that it seemed more fair to do per episode um, because I was like that way, you know, you're only tipping if you're getting something right like in return, like I wanted to make sure that you felt like you were getting right. something. And I think, I think generally
1: just the way, cause you're also running everything off of your, your own website too. And so I think the Patreon right. for you will, it will it, I think it will work better to be like, you're supporting me in creating this lifestyle there. Here's a little window into the, 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 to the thing that is me. You
0: know. Yeah. And, um, I've, so I went through and I checked other people who do blog sites mm-hmm. and podcasts and, uh, you know, and I noticed they were all set up as a per month uh, pledge platform. And so that so I'm like, okay. And they don't even have, have rewards the same way that I do. Like I have, you know, I, I was doing rewards like I made the – basically the – and I admit, admittedly so, I'm not a professional voice actor, but, you know, an, an audio recording of one of my books. Mm-hmm. So – um, so that I was doing as a reward, mm. just for for the Patreon, the patrons, Patons. and then patrons, and then as soon as they had an opportunity to listen to it, then I released it for the general public. So I'm just gonna probably do away with that kind of right. stuff. Um, um, and do, do, you know, do d- different sort of, you know, that way rewards just come out once in a while and not, not like, Oh my God, if I, you know, putting so much pressure on myself, like, Oh, it needs to be $25 per episode. And then I absolutely must adhere to this thing that I committed to. Yeah.
1: That's, that's the thing is I'm trying to get away from like, i right now I only have the one, but the, my $13 level is like for $13, I have 13 people that I make something for. That sounds very easy to do per month, but it, it it's become a lot of, like, uh, I'm going to double up with your guys. <laughs> How do you get to it this month? I'll get to it, you know, the next month, especially with the holidays and all. I think for Halloween, I kept getting so far behind. I think they had, like, three months come to them all at once. Um, and then, like... yeah. I just-
0: I definitely don't want to mail stuff out. Yeah, that's, that's the, the one thing. It's, the, you know, I, I have comics and other things that I could I could do as hard copy rewards. I'm like, ugh. No, no, just. that
1: is way too much of a hassle. I've been looking at, like, you know, the same thing. Like, what are other people doing? Uh, ben Templesmith just started his up. And that that's a dude that I'm, like, I'm so much admire. Like, I always liked his art anyway. But then just him, as, as I go along, the more you learn about him, the more his career goes forward. Just the more I expect everything he's doing, like for San Diego Comic-Con, he, he doesn't join that convention. He sets up across the street at a bar for his like SquidCon. And so like he, he he's cool with the, uh, the owners and everything. He's like, hey, I'm going to buy beers. And it's like, come over here if you want to meet me, you know, uh, buy something from the bar and like, you know, I'll sketch for you. I'll talk to you as long as you want, you know, but he's having his own little convention across the street. And so he's gotten away from drawing. I think he even has, like, his rule, too, where he doesn't want to do any commissions or sell any art that's not his. And um, he started, like, his uh, webcomic just through – mainly through Patreon. But, like, his pledge levels are, like, you get all previews for stuff. And you don't get anything till down to, like – so I'm looking at it now. It's, like, the $15 level, and that's when you get a print. Um. But I, and I think that is only part of if he reaches a certain like one of his goals is like he'll start doing the prints when he makes so much money a month, which he may have got to. Oh, I mean, it's the it's um, the prints. It's three thousand dollars per month. They're like I'll design a new print, and all patrons at the five level level, okay, will get complimentary uh, prints. Um,
0: and that's that's pretty sweet, and that's reasonable. But that's you know three thousand dollars a month is pretty much making at, at least depending where you live, right? Some kind living. of living. He's already right of- now.
1: I'm looking. He's already at eighteen. Sixty, know yeah. but you know, take but out fees and stuff like that,
0: and and know. yeah, I was gonna say that's that doesn't include, by the way, taxes. Taxes. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm at the, I'm not at the level where I need to be concerned with taxes because I know you, uh, there's like an IRS yeah, minimum yeah, there's a forum like,
1: before you there even like don't even waste our time we don't the paper to this is you know <laughs> yeah more so, than your prints here
0: yeah so uh, you know at that point you, this is. Freelance work essentially, yeah, you're yeah. working for yourself, and so you need to be responsible for your own taxes.
1: You have your taxes. You have the fees that come out of Patreon. Uh, if you have it sent to you via PayPal, they take out a little bit too. Um, so I think where where's mine? I'm at mine says two seventy seven. I think I cleared about two twenty or two thirty.
0: Yeah. So I've I've been really happy with it, even though there's been just some growing pains and some tweaks and stuff. Um, but overall, it's been uh, it's been a full-time job, mm-hmm. even though it's not full-time income for me. Yeah, yeah Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I but I
1: think you figured out, I was, I was telling you about uh, this podcast uh, lore. It's, uh, and what he does is his rewards are, let's see, what does he have? A one, a five and a $10. Uh, the $1 is just like, you get a PDF transcript. Cause he basically like puts together a little presentation about whatever, uh, not quite horror or like folklore topic topic. Um, and then the $5 pledge is you get a mini episode. Like usually his episodes run about 30 minutes uh, and they're and they're bi-weekly. So on the off week on his Patreon, he posts like a little five or seven minute, well, a very under 10 minute little episode about something. So it's something that's not completely researched. It's just like, hey, here's a little thing. It's still the same format as the show, but it's just like a little mini version of it. So that could be something you could look into doing of like whatever, if you cut out... Something here, or like you could like whatever guest is like, hey, what tell us a story that we'll put just for Patreon only for like you know five minutes, or hey, do you know a joke? <laughs> just something, just something to put in between that's only for the patrons that could help for you, and it's something you, yeah. you you don't have to mail out. You just post it and be like here, patrons at this level, you get to listen to this this thing that no one else gets to listen to because I didn't pay for it.
0: You're right. So that well, that's what I did with the audio book right. is I released that based on you know per chapter. Mm-hmm. And uh, so for as they were rolling out, it was only the backers that, you know, yeah. theoretically could access it. Um, because what I, you know, what I would do is I would have it on my own site with a password. Right. So every week that I was, or, yeah, I did weekly. So every week that I put something out, I, you know, I gave the password yes. and updated the, the list. And, you know, it was basically like an achievements were unlocking yeah, yeah, as, yeah. as you went along but um another friend of mine Elsa Henry ha- has uh started her her Patreon too so um she's been on the show a couple of times uh, talking about different disability issues and being a creator so her um her columns for like uh blind lady versus mm-hmm. so she talks about gaming as having you know having different uh, physical challenges there but uh one of the websites that she primarily writes for is feminist sonar so that's i think her and a a business partner run that site so she has a a, her own patreon too that that just launched so her goals are um also like not things that are mailed out you know like uh for ten dollars a month, doing a a Google Hangout to do a Q and A with her. For fifty dollars a month, picking one of the games mm-hmm. that she plays and we'll um, do a, a critique about and stuff. So, um, you know. But then there's there's a reason that we, you know people might wonder. Well, why do we need to to fund you or something like that? It's like, well, you know, for me right now, it's my job uh, and yeah. I have web I have web hosting to pay for. Right. Um, there's always software upgrades and hardware upgrades, which is a big thing. Right now I've been fortunate that my hardware upgrades have been uh, gifted.
1: <laughs> my, so. my, yeah, my computer is basically as smart as it's going to get. And, like, uh, they, I got, it, there was some kind of deal, however my wife did it. Like, we got, like, you know, a new phone for, like, I think it was a dollar or a free, however it works. So I got a brand-new iPhone 6S. Like, yay. So I come home, and I put it in my old Mac, and it says, your phone is now up to date. And then immediately it says, your phone no longer works with this version of iTunes. I was like, who's, and it like kicked it off. And, you know, I was like, what, what, what's happening? And I was like, so I tried to update iTunes. It's as up to date as it can be. And then I tried to call. It was like, well, it's your uh, operating system it's too old i was like can i buy a new one and then the guy looked at my model he was like nope your computer is too old to even run the least version that we need to get your phone to work toward it's like oh so my, my phone is just i mean the my computer is just too old here so that that was that's the first time like a, like technology like a hardware has called up to me It was just like oh i can't be in the future now <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's – well, that's happened to me before when it was because I was making videos all the time and building up, you know, really more of my audience – the bulk of my audience had been on YouTube. Mm. And then I had to get a newer version of Windows, and Movie Maker is now no longer free. And I was really comfortable with Movie Maker. It's, you know, it's kind of a bare bones thing, but it did what I needed it to do. And I tested out – I'm like, okay, well, if that's going to cost me money, let me see what other software is out there. So I tested things like, you know, Premiere, which was like monstrous, mm-hmm. um, and a couple other things. I ended up with some sort of like generic thing called AVS for you. And it um, it's cheap. It works. It's, you know, it's not fabulous, but I can – cut you know i can put in some intro music mm-hmm. i can put in some some credits at the end yeah that, that's and, you need just you a know.
1: level of professionalism to not where it's just like your cell phone picture you know it was like am i watching a snuff film what am i looking at and i was like oh it's coming so right, like, right. <laughs>
0: and some people do that though some people just shoot stuff with their webcam and they don't really seem to have much editing at all and that's their the way that a lot of the comic book podcasts are done too they just kind of mm-hmm they put the music in and out as they're actually recording, but they don't then go back and edit Edit anything. So, you know, when it comes to my audio and my video, I make more of a production effort than, you know, so this, all this stuff takes time anyway. And I just, I want people to know that even, even
1: like if it's like, it might be overkill. Like you could probably get away with like, you know what? I'm just going to record this and stick it up. But it comes a time like, you know, what if you do get retweeted by the right person and then suddenly like you've got, I don't know, 50,000 followers in a week. And then it's like, oh, I need to – good thing I've already been learning how to do this and I already have something of a professional show to follow me, you know. Well,
0: that would be great. Yeah, that would be – So far, um, I don't think anybody famous has retweeted me, but I have liked my stuff before or responded to me. In particular, the cast from Siren. Oh, really? just this little sitcom on cable that freaking is one of the best things that cracks me mm-hmm. up um i love the show because it's diverse in um like it's yeah it's like got a lot of white guys in it but it's got a couple uh characters who are people of color and they've got sexuality differences in their characters mm-hmm. which is not something you often see cool. um and it's you know and even though there's like romance it's you know, in there a little bit, it's mostly about the comedy. So I, you know, I wrote about sirens a couple of times and they, I guess the mere mention of it, or I don't know if I hashtagged it or however, but like a couple of the actors would tweet back to me. And I was like, this is amazing. Keep doing what you do. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like, hey, love your work. Like, I don't know. I don't want to be like insane yeah. stalker. Yeah.
1: What do you say? But, that's the one reason I, I, when I go to conventions, I was like, hey, that person, I like their stuff. And I was like, you should go talk to them. And like, what do I say? Other than like, you do good at what you do. Please do more. <laughs> do, please. <laughs>
0: like, yeah. Right. Exactly. Please do more good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's, you know, it's a fun thing. So nothing has, uh, you know, taken off yet. Like, Will Wheaton has not uh, retweeted me. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe someday. Yeah, someday. Not, like, not like for my friends. I get, I do get jealous. I do. I really do. I admit it. I know it's awful. I know you shouldn't compare yourself to and others.
1: Do, do you know, like, and it might be insulting to some of the people I follow. Please don't, anybody who's listening, don't take it this way. But there are some people I've unfollowed just because of how bad they make me feel with how, like, good they are.
0: They are. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I've done that. And, well, luckily, um... It depended on, I guess, which version of Twitter you used or which kind of operating system or app or whatever. Mm-hmm. Other people had the mute feature before I did. Uh-huh. And same thing with Facebook. Like now you can be friends with somebody on Facebook, but you can unfollow oh, yeah, you them. Can so you can follow
1: them, too, without even like being their friend. And things like
0: or you that. can follow And follow right. you. Yeah,
1: so, yeah, vice versa.
0: So, yeah. So there are people that I love. I absolutely love them. I think of them as friends, but I can't see how wonderful their life. Yeah, are I, I can't take this. You know, <laughs> just, I'm like, I'm really sorry, but you're working for XYZ Studio, and your life is great, mm-hmm. and you're getting married, and um, you know, it, it was just one of those things. Where I'm like, no, I love you, but I can't follow. Yeah,
1: because uh, my wife would be like, "Hey, did you see that thing, Scotty Young Drew?" And I Was like, "Nope, did not." It's <laughs> like I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, like, I just I uh, just know he's doing something very very well, and lots of people like it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah it is. Don't it's like don't don't take it the wrong way, yeah. but And if I am
1: following you, I might think you're really good too. You know, it's just some people get to me then others like Claire, I'll follow, but Claire does that to me too. Like I can find something from Claire Connolly and just like I just I wanna cut my hands off. So like I should not use these. I'm not I am not an artist. But then she says the same thing back to me. It's like I don't understand. So
0: Yeah, no, you guys are ridiculous. You're both <laughs> wonderfully talented, so it's awesome you should both be there and you should both be making making a living doing what you do whatever that that definition is for you whatever making a living is if it means doing it for free then yeah and,
1: we're we're just uh, at slightly two different points career-wise because i'm like i've already been through it and, and, and I'm, I'm cynical and jaded <laughs> it's just like no we got to keep going i was like no come sit, <laughs> come sit here with, with me and complain don't do anything it's great <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, it's if you only if you had to only work shitty jobs like in retail or in warehouses or at a desk <laughs> because you choose to, are right, yeah. as opposed to because you absolutely have to, mm. then uh, that makes all the difference in the world. I think, I think, I think. but anyway, well, it's, are... it's
1: always tempting to like, you know, what if I just had a day job where I could just go in for however many hours and then just walk away and they give me a paycheck every week? That'd be great.
0: Yeah. Instead of like so dealing should. with
1: everything that you deal with creatively, and then like, because I've tried to explain to people, it was like, oh, I wish I could work from home too. I was like, no, you don't. Because you can go to your job and like, you can slack off, you can, or not slack off, you know, but you know, you can spend a little extra time at the coffee maker or, you know, shop on Amazon for part of the morning and still get paid. Like you're, you're that, and like me. Yeah. If if we do that, uh, that's time that we're not creating. And if we're not creating, we have nothing to sell. And if we're not selling, we can't buy life, or you know, we can't live.
0: Right. Well, that's true. So I was the book that I'm working on right now. Um, I, I had to. I was doing it during the the National Novel Writing Month challenge. So if you guys are regular listeners to the show, you've heard me talk about it a billion times. I've never heard you uh, mention that once. No. <laughs> okay so yeah so anyway so i was trying to keep up a, a daily word count in order to meet the challenge and since the book's not done i'm still trying to maintain some kind of word count mm-hmm. even you know but i i took a few days off and and, di- and didn't have any have any words that day there were no words oh, no. so um but i'm still working on the book and it's one of those things where you have to realize uh hey there's you know there might you might need a sick day or you might need a sick week. Like, I know three people with pneumonia right now. Yeah, I,
1: I just got over... I didn't have pneumonia, but I had a cold last week. And as tight as everything is and, like, as much as I owe people and, like, the commissions I need to get to, I could not work. And it and it hurt. <laughs> so I just... I, I played video games for the first time in years and, like, a week I almost had to take off.
0: Right. And, it, and holidays that And not I holidays, yeah. yeah. And it's like, even if
1: you don't Holiday celebrate them, it's like, you can't do anything. Like, there's, like everything's closed so you couldn't go anywhere it's it's it's, it's horrible
0: <laughs> yeah so there are, you know people might get the wrong impression of of what it means honestly my my house has never been cleaner right, right. <laughs> um because you can always tell when I should be writing, because I'll be, um, you know, like dusting, vacuuming. Today, today was vacuuming and dusting. Yesterday was laundry. Right. Um, usually, it's like it's like, well, my bathroom is now spotless. Why? Because I should have written a whole chapter and didn't. I can't be writing
1: if the bathroom is dirty. I'll go yeah, clean like, that, and then I'll come back around. It's like, oh, wait, now the kitchen's a mess. So let me get that first, and then we'll get to this yeah. writing, which is very important, but I can't take time to do this with the house like it is.
0: And a lot of times it's ridiculous, because it'll worm its way into what I am what I am writing. Mm-hmm. So my character will suddenly need to be vacuuming or something. <laughs> and it's like, oh, she's, you know, pathetically folding laundry that she doesn't want to do. <laughs> um, you know, stuff like that. But That's so, anyway. So, that's my Patreon changes in a nutshell. Are you making actual changes? I'm going to, to
1: yeah, I'm going to try to offer more things. Um, I did a thing back in August where every weekday I did a theme day, so I had like like Mermaid Monday and I did like Cthulhu's Day. I can never say it, I can spell it just like Cthulhu and Tuesday. It's like Cthulhu's Day, uh, and a Werewolf Wednesday and a Thor's Day. Anyway, I want to do a Patreon level where basically you're funding the Werewolf Wednesdays and do like a larger piece. So whatever. So you're basically buying a commission and then all at the same time I have, um, it's because there's basically four weeks every month so I'll have four spaces and then do like a higher amount, maybe $25, $30 amount, something like that. If people want to fund that and or, you know that way they get whatever. Because what I did with the, the theme days was I drew them all and then I offered them for sale later on and then they sold out really well and that did much better than some of my commission sales honestly um i think about something like that so i'll be mailing something now but it's also it's fueling something i can post so i don't want to do some a lot of commissions are just like hey draw this obscure character for me it's like i love doing that same time you know i need something to put out there that's me so i'm like i want to do this fund this for me i want to find levels like that and more i've I've started doing a print thing where i can draw it with like pen like normal then make a copy of that and hand color it. So it's still like not a mass produced print, but it's a thing I can make more than one of, and then just kind of run some color over it at a lower price. Of course, not like a full commission price. So I get like one image per month of like our prints. still mailing things out, but the time to take to make it is not as terrible as like having to mail it and make it, you know what I
0: mean? Right. Yeah. And then let's, well, Things like
1: that. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to do more video stuff, and so I want to do more posts like that. Um, just to try to find things more. I want to share more, basically, and make levels to share with. You
0: know. I love your little puppets, of course. Thank you so much. All your little dolly.
1: Things. <laughs> yeah, when people say like you make puppets, it's like I make dolls and I wave them in front of my oh. home. <laughs> in front of my home. Yeah, so I, like, I, don't really- I think they're puppets, but at the same time, it's like they're not that elaborate. Don't don't get any kind of hints and ideas. I, I've just made like an elaborate doll that I wiggle.
0: Like I don't want to call them action figures because they're <laughs> they're like not action figures. They're not plastic.
1: No, yeah, they're, they're they're I don't. It's like a craft. They're dolls. I'm playing with dolls. Don't oh. don't don't try to sugarcoat it. I don't I don't care. <laughs> I am a grown man and I am comfortable with myself and I like to play with dolls. They are fun that's
0: right but they're dolls of monsters no, they're,
1: you know, they're little dead things they're they're adorable things. when i get that's another thing i want to do is finally i wish i could draw the way I, I mean i could write the way i draw i'm just like this is me just put it down on paper and move along with it i was like if i could write like that because i'm trying to make it more perfect or i'm trying to tell something epic i've had this idea of a jabberwock adaptation for like two years now that i have not got around to i don't because i have like a dozen different ways i'd like to do it like oh it it can make it more special like i don't want to do just a straight adaptation of the the poem i was like i could make a statement about war or i could say something about you know this and that and i was like i need somebody to just smack me in the head i'm like do this i'm like okay i'll I'll draw it that way and then then i felt like i could move on and write more things but the the little dead things and devils and things like that i have a, a vast little backstory to them of like my version of the afterlife and how heaven and hell works for them and things like that. Um But just what to do with it, you know, how, how interesting would it be to somebody else? And also how blasphemous can I be? Because they're kind of adorable. And I think it's like, kids might want to read it. And it's like, no, they're, uh, they're little, little devils. They're, they're, I mean,
0: they're hard. there is like, but there, wasn't there a C C is for Cthulhu book? I mean, there's like kids. Cthulhu's right. Right. Job so now
1: right well my vision is is like he one of them a lot of misconceptions about like who because there's like lucifer and satan and all those different versions like that it's because one of the devils just kind of went around telling stories about stuff it's almost like the man who would be king but he meets solomon and he tells him this is what hell is like and these are all the demons And, and then like there's also a point where they're in the garden of eden and they're talking to the snake with eve there and things like that and like and if somebody if a parent sees that or like a kid wants it i was like eh, i don't know how do you feel about questioning your faith anyway <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, could it could be good i think it's good just make make the kids think make them question yeah. things i think that's awesome. it's not
1: completely blatant like this is stupid or just like i just had these little guys kind of roll into a scene almost like mr peabody and sherman but they're just little devils and they go throughout yeah. <laughs> just a little biblical stuff i was just like well that was like- they
0: can like if they can like Hellboy, they can like okay it. Um, so anyway, obviously, if you type in Thomas Boatwright into Patreon, they can find you. But um... it's uh,
1: Patreon dot slash Boatwright artwork. I've tried to make I've tried to make Boatwright artwork whenever I do a new uh, any social thing. I've tried to go with that, because so, I'm trying to separate me from my art more. Because I have like some personal pages. was so like, just go here for the art. I might be talking about something you don't like. I'm going on about Star Wars and how it's actually like an allegory for nine eleven or things like.
0: That. Okay. <laughs> So look up Boatwright Artwork and you can find things. And same with uh, the blog, Spies, BoatwrightArtwork.blogspot.com. My
1: Facebook, same way, Facebook.com slash Boatwright Artwork. My Instagram is also Boatwright Artwork or Instagram, whatever.
0: Right. And so if you guys have not checked it out yet, there is now an app in both the Apple store and the Google store, Google play store for Patreon. Yes.
1: That's that's the main thing. I actually wanted to talk to you. I was like, it's been like a year and there's no app. And then like the,
0: yeah, finally a couple
1: of days before it was like, Hey, uh, there's an app here with, because for somebody like me who kind of lives online off their phone, I don't really turn the computer on too often. It's so awesome. Now that I can take a picture and post it straight to Patreon. That's another thing that I think is going to fuel Me, at least, of just, like, look, I can share things with you. I don't have to, like, run it through Instagram or things like that. Just, like, snap a picture, share it, and, like, this is what's happening. I can make it patron-only, and then maybe in a week share it with somebody else, you know.
0: Okay, because, like, working on the desktop version, every once in a while, it would be really quirky. Mm -hmm. Like, it would it would show me what image it was choosing for a preview image, even if that's not the image I wanted. Right. And then once I hit post, it would be a completely different image. Yeah.
1: I, uh, and also the only thing about the app so far is I haven't gotten messages. Like somebody messaged to me about something the other day and I didn't see it in the app and I've gone back and looked and I can't find a place for the messages. Um, so both, the both have their drawbacks, but I think just being able to communicate back and forth, because right now it's like, I'll turn the computer on. Post something, and then I've got to go somewhere else, or I'm going to draw over here, and then, like, later that day, or I have to check it through the the browser on the phone, which is a mess to try to post something into, so.
0: Okay. I, I, yeah. I,
1: I definitely, and it's easier to find people now, and I think just the way it's laid out works better for the phone stuff. I, I think it's going to be, a, it's a very good thing. There's going to be some bugs to work out, like any app, but... This it's so much easier to to share things and find people now. That and that's another thing. If if you have like ten dollars to spend on a creator, that's great. I would almost for me give me one dollar and find nine nine other people to give a dollar to. The way if we could all support, just throw a little bit of money at everybody you like. You know, and if somebody you like doesn't have a Patreon, maybe suggest that they do something like that. That might work for them. So you can. If they're saying like they can't make a living doing art, you know, suggest to them in different ways, you know, show them maps, show them, share things with them.
0: Sure. And just remember that um, the whole process of art, at least the kind of art that we do, whereas mine's not always art. A lot of times mm-hmm. I'm just doing op-ed pieces and podcasts like this. That's art. But, I mean, um, you're talking It's about art. It, it's... it's art. It, but it's, it's yeah, it's creating of something. But it's not always, it's not always fiction and it's it's not always. If you're making story.
1: something nobody asked for, then I think that's art. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So I'm making so the things that we do um, are what they are because there's people who are reading it or buying it or listening to it. So make it interactive don't forget that that even through patreon there's a comment section on our blogs there's comment sections. you can always reach both of us on Twitter. Because um, we're usually kibitzing on Twitter. I've been laying off Twitter and Facebook a bit while I'm working on this new book. Oh yeah, but I, I'm still checking constantly.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's hard not to look and just be a creeper. And then I realized the other day, it's like I've barely posted anything, but I've just been so yeah,
0: busy. Yeah, it's been really political with all the shootings and things going on. So I've just been kind of, and it's like whatever. Um, it's like you, you RT what you can, mm-hmm. and then it's like I just don't want to go down that rabbit exactly, hole. Exactly. Yeah. I'm depressed enough, honestly. If I take on, if if I take on too much actual like news out there, it's like I forget it. I will be in a deep, dark, ugly hole I, that you know somebody has to pull me out. Of.
1: Yeah, I, with the news, and then like I said, following people with art. If I follow, I was like, oh, look at this person's stuff, and then like in an hour later, I want to die. Like you should be with me in a bookstore if I go around for a minute. Like I get so
0: depressed. <laughs> oh, I understand. I understand. trust me. Like I said, I I have friends who are on bestseller lists, and I'm like, please buy my book. <laughs> So um, yeah, so since it's t- tis the holiday season, um, you know, buy yourself a copy of my my books that are out. There's the different comic books that um, some a lot of them go to charity. There's the Protectors book, which goes to charity, where I have a short story and it's a lot like you know my big project. Tom Thomas Pluck did all that work, mm-hmm. um, but there's you know people like Joyce Carol Oates and Harlan right. Ellison and tons and tons of amazing people in that in the protectors book so that all goes to charity and in fact i think thomas just sent out a check for nearly eight hundred dollars Oh, cool! so um and then there's my book my 13 lessons about cam girls which is you know basically learning how to not be a dick on the internet
1: <laughs> impossible that's what they that's what the internet was founded on you can't go changing this yeah. our, our so, internet founding fathers were dicks No way. on <laughs>
0: He, you know, <laughs> seriously, if there was ever a manifesto somewhere. <laughs> um, but so, anyway, so yeah, buy my book, give me royalties, that'd be swell. And make my Yule better. But oh, oh, you know, donate to her
1: Patreon. Videos. Give her Yeah, make- I
0: was going to say, ult- ultimately, the Patreon's the best way to go because that's a nice perpetual tip jar for me. Few, these people
1: are crafty. They may have already downloaded everything you, you've made for free and not given anybody a Dom. But That's but go give that dumb to the the person who created it. If you're against, if you're a pirate, yay, pirates! Then give back like Robin Hood. Come on, you know.
0: Yeah, I'm cool with but that. Because if you I, don't, there'll
1: you know. be nothing left to steal. If you take everything, <laughs> I'll keep giving things away for free as long as you pay me to do it.
0: Plus, um, I do have a digital version of the Thirteen Lessons book. Yeah. So, for the month of December, until I change the reward system and the pledging platform and all of that, until everything changes for the new year, uh, right now, if you become a five dollar backer, you get the book for free. So, uh, it's no, just for it's a,
1: a book, that's amazing.
0: Yeah, it's a digital version, not the uh, digital
1: still.
0: You know, still. So. Um, and the yeah. money
1: goes to you, you know, or after the fees, you know, you get what's left. But still, you're not you're not paying publisher things like that. It's great.
0: That's true, that's true. Yeah, I like the author publishing platform. Poking around to a few other uh, outlets for it because I used Create Space mm-hmm. and Kindle Direct mm. for the first one. So now that I'm looking to get my mystery novels out there, I'm checking into a couple different options. But I still, you know, I'm still kind of leaning towards towards the uh kindle yeah um just because that was it was super easy to do um and then i will be talking to you actually because we need to uh make the cover for the first mystery book because thomas if you i i think a few people have probably seen the cover because i've actually posted it finally Mm -hmm. for the for the first book so um we need to make it so that appropriately wraps around if there's a hard cover version Ah, I, i mean a hard copy version gotcha so we will be doing that I hope hey. and hopefully more There's we have plans
1: we've had plans for years like hey we should do this but neither one of us make enough money to <laughs> take the time to do it
0: that's true that's true so but guys thanks for listening and um, Thomas thanks awesome for being here you know hey,
1: well I mean I, where else would I be I'm always here for you Amber that's
0: awesome <laughs> yep there's just so much love here guys mm. uh, so you've put up with us for this long and now pay us Let's and see. we'll
1: shut up give us a doll yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, so uh, you know, enjoy your you'll miss. Yulemas of whichever you're choosing. Uh, solstice is coming, so um, find me on Twitter at Elizabeth Amber.
1: I, I'm on Twitter or something. I think I'm T underscore Boatwright, but I may not talk to you. Go find, go find Boatwright artwork. I, I if go find pictures. I'm out there. Just just find me.
0: Yeah, he's find him more on Instagram. That's that's probably better. But uh, I'm on Instagram, too. I think I'm on Am- Amber Unmasked on Instagram. My name is different on every platform. so <laughs> you're,
1: um, you're losing that branding.
0: Yeah. So at least if you go to Twitter, you can just ask me what my uh, username is for whatever. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thank you.